Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Broad Judge. Hi folks, the message today is, you have a beautiful prayer language. For the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about what God our Father has planned for you when he poured out his beautiful Holy Spirit on all humanity. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that we'll talk about. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how we become strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This message is to increase your awareness that the Holy Spirit has given you a beautiful, personal prayer language to assist you when praying. To receive this gift, you must have made Jesus the Lord of your life and must have also asked the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, your helper, your guide, in other words, to reside within you. And both of these steps are done by faith. We know without a doubt that the Father loves us when we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And we totally know that our Father poured out his Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, just as the prophet Joel had said. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, Peter explains to the crowd, And it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all humanity. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now a brief comment here. To our eyes and our reasoning, the picture Joel painted with his words of prophecy and the picture we get from reading Acts chapter 2 do not really complement each other. But in God's realm, in his eyes, they are exactly the same. Joel talked about repentance and restoration to the nation, giving them everything they needed for an abundant life. Peter talked about repentance and baptism and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Apostle Paul writes that the Holy Spirit is a down payment on our inheritance, a deposit, the earnest of our inheritance. The person of the Holy Spirit is everything we need for an abundant life. This Holy Spirit is also a promise of the Father, a free gift to us. Now, when Joel says the Holy Spirit is poured out on all humanity, Jesus makes a qualifying statement about who can receive him. John 14, verses 16 and 17, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. Here we have a picture of Jesus interceding for his bride, his church, to receive the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Trinity. Jesus said the world cannot receive him because they don't know him. You might ask, how do we get to know or recognize the Holy Spirit? The same way you get to know any person 
by watching them. You get to hear their words and see their actions. Let me say it this way. If you hold an apple, you know right away that it is the fruit of a certain type of apple tree. The sole purpose of the apple tree is to produce fruit. The same is true of the Holy Spirit. By his fruits, you will know him. Galatians 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These characteristics of the Holy Spirit are the very essence of his person. Like the apple is the very essence of the apple tree. If a Christian is displaying these traits, the Holy Spirit is in them. Now, here's a recap. Jesus is a love gift to the world from the Father. The Holy Spirit is a promise to the church from the Father to take the place of Jesus. The Holy Spirit has fruit whereby we can know him. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul also says there are gifts for the church that are distributed to each Christian as the Holy Spirit wills or determines. These are different from the fruits of the Spirit. The first thing to understand about these gifts is they do not belong to me or to you or to anyone else. They belong to the Holy Spirit, and we are only pipes or conveyor belts or only a delivery person. The Holy Spirit is looking for willing people to help him bless the church body, to build them up with these gifts. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, we now talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And it says, Now to each one, to each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To everyone there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, to each person, as he determines. When the Holy Spirit wants to edify, build up the church or the bride of Christ, he needs a willing person who will speak out the message. Let me give you a parallel example. Here are three points in it. Number one, in the beginning, God gave man dominion over the whole earth. Number two, the first Adam sinned and failed. Satan took over dominion here. Number three, Jesus, the second Adam, had to come in a flesh, bone, and blood body to redeem us. Hebrews chapter 10 is talking about Jesus and says, A body have you prepared for me. Now in the same way, the Holy Spirit requires a body, you and me, that is committed to Jesus in order to complete his work of building up or edifying the church, the bride of Christ. Before we go too far, let me lay out the Apostle Paul's writings 
in 1 Corinthians. In chapter 12, he starts with his desire to teach them the right way to think about the Holy Spirit. In chapter 13, he focuses on love, primarily on loving each other. In chapter 14, he's talking about loving instructions of how to hold church meetings. The Holy Spirit has arranged these chapters correctly with the love chapter placed between the explanation of the gift and the instructions of how to use these gifts. Here is what 1 Corinthians 13 says about how we are to love each other as part of the body of Christ, especially when working through the use of the gifts. It says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. Love is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. This love we are to display seems tested when we hear people speaking in tongues and we don't understand what God is doing. Let's go back to the morning on the day of Pentecost. 120 people, men and women, received the promise of the Father. They left the upper room, came down the stairs, and went out into the open area or courtyard, praising God and speaking in tongues. Now, Jewish men from all over the known world who were in Jerusalem at the feast heard these people praising God in their own language. This must have been a racket with 120 people speaking all at once. Yet each of the men in the courtyard understood clearly what was being said in their own language. That's totally astounding. This is the first example of how the Holy Spirit uses ordinary people to reach the unsaved. Another example of the gift of tongues occurs when we are in prayer, alone or in groups, maybe in our prayer closet, and our prayer language is used because the burden is too great for our own English language. The Apostle Paul has great insight when he says in 1 Corinthians 13:1, If I speak human or angelic languages but do not have love, He's talking about if I have the tongue of men or of angels. Again, in 1 Corinthians 14.4, the Apostle Paul says, A person who speaks in another language builds themselves up or edifies themselves. And in 14.18, he says, I thank God that I speak in other tongues more than you all. And finally, when he says in 1 Corinthians 14, verses 13 to 15, the Apostle Paul says, For if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with my understanding. Paul is saying that this second example of the gift of tongues is to build yourself up in prayer, to pray in our beautiful prayer language. This happens when we allow the Holy Spirit to talk to our spirit 
And both of them together use our mouth and vocal cords to talk with our Father in heaven. Many times in a prayer group or a prayer meeting, someone will start speaking in their private, beautiful prayer language. And I've been asked, shouldn't there be an interpretation coming? And I say, no, in this case, it is a prayer between an individual and God our Father. This leads to the third example now of speaking in tongues, which is a bold pronunciation in tongues in a church setting, followed by an interpretation for the building up of the body of Christ. Please read 1 Corinthians chapters 12, 13, and 14 a number of times out loud to yourself to understand what the Apostle Paul is telling the church in Corinth about the correct use of this beautiful gift. The next time you are in your prayer closet, start using your beautiful prayer language. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.